Welcome to episode 10 of EMG Radio Talk Onslaught Part 2, and as the title suggests, this is Part 2 of the Onslaught 6 interview. Uh, before we get into it, I want to, first off, say thank you for listening, and second off, issue a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by Onslaught 6 are not necessarily those of EMG Radio. As you listen, I thank you for keeping that in mind. Enjoy. If I ever find myself, which is unlikely, but if I ever find myself really bored and nothing else to do, I'm going to take all your little clips and cut it together and send it to you. Oh, then it'll sound like I'm afraid of Americans. (laughs) I love that song, but I just think of that one part at the end. Where where it just all drops out and it's Trent going na 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 na, and I just gotta imagine what it was like doing that because it's Trent Reznor and he's like I'm I'm doing this remix for fucking David Bowie my fucking idol and he asked me to to help him with this song to make it better and I'm sitting here in my studio going na 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 what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> that is the best answer. You're correct. You're you're probably entirely correct. probably be an easy one you've probably you've already touched on this a little bit think of a musician that you cannot stand if for whatever reason you were forced to work with them how what would you have them do if you had to collaborate with them in some fashion um i would have the drummer from nickelback and whoever produced that i would have them do drums but like live drum elements, because as much as I absolutely hate Nickelback in every fashion, sometimes when I'm on the road dri- driving to work or whatever, one that one song that they have, I think it's it's called Bottoms Up. It's a song about drinking, but it starts with this drum beat, and it's just the heaviest, loudest, coolest fucking. It's not even a complex pattern or anything like that, but it just sounds really heavy. It's this coolest drum sound you've ever heard. That's what I'd have Nickelback do. Um, who else do I hate? <laughs> I hate lots of things. In, pre- in fact, I'm pretty sure on my Tumblr, on the side, in my About Me, the first thing is, I hate things that you like. <laughs> That's, you know what's cool? Me. I'm insulting and unnecessary. Uh, which, I can hear you laughing, because that's, <laughs> it's relevant. Well, you, you know. Every everybody on the on the EMG uh, Facebook group and forum right now are laughing because they're like he at least he knows it. <laughs> I I do know there were several I've, people interested in hearing this interview. Yeah, just oh, to oh, see really? what would come out of it. Really yeah. good, good. Um, yeah, I I I know we've we've butt heads with with some things here and then. It's bound to happen, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's it not. Is. 
I don't, I don't, that's the, that's the one thing that I do kind of want to make clear here that I have an open forum. I don't disrespect anybody involved in EMG on a personal level. Like, I think, I think regardless of what our tastes are or what, what I might say in, in the heat of the moment, and I'll come back to this hopefully if I remember to, but just... Everybody on EMG is really, really great at what they do. And I appreciate that. And I like having a place where we can all do that and kind of air out our stuff and maybe butt heads a little if we have to. But I don't, I don't hate anybody on the group. And I don't disrespect anybody as somebody who creates things or as a person. You know, I, I might hate your music. I might think your music is terrible. I might hate this song. I might hate this part of it. I might hate the way you do things. But I don't hate you. I don't, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think... Because one of the first pieces of criticism I ever received on the internet when I put my music out was, you should slit your throat so you can never sing again. Someone said that to me. Shit. Someone said that to me. And and my response was just like, fuck you. I don't give a shit, you know? And that, you know, kind of gave me a thick skin for criticism. Because I was like, well, that's the way we're fucking doing it. Okay, then. <laughs> you know? I can say you. shit like that, too. I don't care. And that's, you know. But... And I've kind of, I've always tried to avoid personal attacks like that. I've not, I'd like to imagine, and this is again that I'm going to touch on, but I like to imagine that most of the time I'm re- kind of respectful about that. <laughs> but, and this is the best time to bring it up because I can hear my girlfriend laughing at that. When I get in, when I get in the heat of the moment and emotional, I say shit. And then I don't, I don't ever look back at what I wrote, ever, which is a terrible habit to have, especially if you're me. Um, I just, I write whatever says, whatever comes to my mind immediately while I'm typing. Sometimes my, my fingers are faster than my brain. I just, it comes out, whatever it is, that's what I thought right then, that's what I said. And then I press enter, and I scroll down, or I switch tabs, and I move on to the next thing. I don't think about it. So, which has gotten me in trouble a lot of times, not, not just within EMG, but on other places, especially if I'm trying to argue a point, because I'll argue a point, and then I'll make the post, and I'll fucking forget about it, and do whatever, and then I'll come back, and someone will argue the point, and there have been times where I scroll back up, and someone has quoted me on a forum, and responded to that, and I look up, and I go, did I really fucking post that? I said that, didn't I? What's wrong with me? That's terrible. <laughs> that's that's I I posted something one day at work on my Tumblr at like 8:30 in the morning. I'd been awake for like an hour and a half to get to work and I'm like just dead and I'm just like fuck starving children in Africa, man. Fuck them hard. <laughs> Oh, and people okay. were pretty pissed about that. <laughs> Rightfully so. 
So I I deleted the post like it was like eleven thirty or twelve o'clock and I deleted it. And I posted, okay, so I'm not gonna post anything before ten o'clock anymore. Because I can't. <laughs> I have visibly demonstrated that I I can't do that. Because things will come out that I cannot be held responsible for because they are terrible. Yeah, anytime I've gotten involved in arguments on uh in the group in EMG. I find the morning time is the worst time for me to get involved with anything. That seems to be because you're not things. thinking clearly and you're not awake and you just you're pissed off at everything because it's the fucking morning. Yep, that is when things spiral. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either that or very late at night, and I mean very late because which it has changed meanings for me entirely lately because uh, I am. I, she's gonna yell at me but I'm recently unemployed and since then I've been able to wake up at noon every day and feel refreshed and great it's awesome it's wonderful to wake up at noon every day and I wish the world ran that way but it doesn't so I'm gonna have to get a job soon once my vehicle is in working order again but like so so now I'm waking up at noon every day so I'm awake all night you know, it's 12.44 a.m. over here, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm wide fucking awake. I'm probably going to stay up till 4 or 5 in the morning and not think twice about it, because that's just what I do now. That's just how it happens, because your clock is all messed up. And when you do that, but sometimes at 4 or 5 in the morning, you'll say some things that you don't mean, or maybe you meant it, but you meant to say it some other way, and you'll piss some people off. And, and, and that's, that's one thing I, I'm revealing the secrets of the trade here, but I cultivate an image of me being a complete and utter asshole so that I can't really be held responsible for some of the things I say. Cause people just kind of shrug it off and go, well, that's Onslaught. He's always an asshole, you know? And, and in some ways I think that empowers me to say things that other people want to say but can't write at that particular moment because I can do it and then everyone will go what an asshole he was but we expected that and he's right also (laughs) (laughs) is that is that always the uh, follow up (laughs) most of the time actually it it really is Um, and because and uh, it's, it's also a great way to solve arguments because if two people are arguing and you step in and you call them both dickheads, suddenly they're not mad at each other. They're mad at you. Yeah. Like all that, all that anger and all that emotion is taken off from them and directed at you. And I don't, I don't give a shit if you're mad at me. I really don't care. I, I'm me and I'm happy with that. So fuck you. <laughs> and, you know, that... That allows them to work out their problems. Um, what was what happened with Sheena and Arnie that time? Should I talk about that? I don't. I don't. There were these two people were having an argument on Facebook that I went to high school with, and I came in and I said something about them being a dick or something like that, or she was she was a whiny bitch or something like that. And yeah, some, whiny bitch was definitely part of the tirade. <laughs> and her and the dude suddenly got really angry with me on Facebook. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I fucking forgot about it. 
three or four weeks later, I, you know, I'm stalking their Facebook and they're dating now. <laughs> so I, my, me being an asshole brought those people together and then they broke <laughs> up because whatever. <laughs> because she was a whiny bitch. That's why they broke up. <laughs> so who was right, Arnie? And what's the third song you got for us? All right, this one is called Dolphin. It is also off of the Termina album. Dolphin is a song about the movie Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, basically, Keanu Reeves has a computer in his head that can store memory. He goes to these guys and they put this computer program in his head and these Yakuza, Yakuza guys want the program and they want to cut off Keanu Reeves' head to, to get it. So he runs away from them and then he meets up with Ice-T, who is like running the underground resistance against the corporations, man. And he's like, I got this fucking dolphin hooked up to smack and computers, and he's going to get the shit out of your brain. And he's like, fucking hit me, man. And that's what the song's about. It's about a dolphin addicted to smack.
information overload. All the electronics around you poisoning the airwaves. Technological fucking civilization. But we still have all this shit because we can't live without it. this shit up you know i have actually i have I, I believe you but i have not seen that you should it's people will make fun of it but i think on the strength of his role in that movie um he got his role in the matrix i legitimately believe that it does seem like something the wachowski brothers would be into yeah exactly it totally is was and hearing you like describe what it is right like, that's the exactly fu- that's the fucking matrix yeah like, he goes into the internet, and it's all, like, CGI and shit. And I actually have a video for it that I cut up by using the movie, and I think it's the best video I've ever done, of which there are only two. <laughs> I guess back to music. Uh, what are a few of your all-time favorite albums just off the top of your head? The Downward Spiral. Uh, that's, that's pretty much number one. I, I can't... I can't number things, you know, but that's, if somebody asks me that, that's usually one of the first, at least one of the first ones to pop up immediately. The Downward Spiral. Everything about that album is, in my mind, perfect. It's, it, all of the songs are individually great, and they work together individually, or as a piece, as a whole, rather. Um, everything, everything is just produced great, it sounds great the whole way through. It's perfect. It tells a story, but it can be enjoyed without knowing that or without getting into it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's just all the, all the packaging is great. All the artwork is amazing. You know, all the, the videos and just the whole look and the whole live band, everything. Everything about it just hits on all cylinders. Um, I'm going to say Accelerated Evolution by Devin Townsend Band. Uh, Devin's got a lot of stuff, and a lot of it's very similar, and a lot of it's very different. But I think Accelerated Evolution is his best 
his my favorite of his, not necessarily his best, because it's more main. I don't want to say mainstream because nothing he does is mainstream, but it's very pop oriented, which sounds bad. <laughs> but it's just it's very melodic. It's very hooky. It's kind of danceable. It's and you know it's not very. It's not very philosophical in a way. It's not very... I don't want to say it's not deep, but it's not draining. It's not, it's not philosophically draining. It's just, it's just this kind of fun album about living and about relationships and about life. And not in a shitty like way. It's just enjoyable. And it's also very guitar-oriented, so there's that. There's there's lots of fun guitar parts in that. Um, it's hard to nail down a Metallica album that I like the most because they all sound so similar. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna get me some flames from somebody, I'm sure. Somebody's gonna be yeah yeah. It's all. Make sure that stays in. I want to refer back to it for a riff later. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I come up with riffs sometime or drum beats or something. I'll be walking somewhere. I'll be in Walmart looking at toys and I'll be like, and I'll whip out my phone and I'll record it and then I'll never listen to it again. <laughs> I should go back whenever I need something, but I don't. I forget. Um, so any of the first four Metallica albums is good. Um, Black Album 2, I guess. Is that... F- I don't fucking know. Those albums yeah. are good. <laughs> Everything before Load is good. And then after Load, it's still okay. Everything up to St. Anger is is collectively good. <laughs> so, go go <laughs> listen to Metallica right now. If you've never listened to Metallica, what happened with your life, dude? Yeah, I was, was going to say, is, is there people... Uh, is is there listened. people who haven't listened to Metallica? Yeah, do they exist? Uh, they they must because because just because <laughs> they must. Rabies by Skinny Puppy. Rabies. Rabies is my favorite one because Jorgensen's in it, and I'm I'm so glad I know how to say his weird looking name. Uh. <laughs> 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 because I'm. I get comparisons to ministry a lot, like a lot. Usually when I give something to somebody to listen to for the first time, I'll I'll usually just send them a link or I'll send them a link to a song or I'll play it for somebody if I'm around them or whatever. And they'll go, oh, okay, it's kind of like ministry. And I'm like, no, damn it, no. <laughs> because I I don't like ministry. I don't know what it is, but I don't. I think I think it's just everything that Jorgensen does in that band to make it what ministry is and not what I am is what pisses me off about ministry and makes me not like it. The difference is we are so similar that the differences between us are what makes me hate him. If that makes any degree of sense, I think it does. Sure. So, because it's because it's so close, it's like right there. But this thing and this little thing and how he does that, I don't like that. 
and it just makes me hate it. <laughs> so people compare me to that. But I like a lot of his side projects. I like a lot of things that he's done that aren't ministry. Um, I really liked A Thousand Homo DJs for all two songs of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I still think that, that Supernaut with Trent on vocals is one of the coolest things either of them has ever done, ever. Because Trent could have been the best metal frontman in the world if he just had the fucking balls to do it, but he didn't. So, and now it's too late. So, Trent, if you're listening to this, get a time machine, go back and be a metal singer instead. Give, give up all this, all this industrial shit and stop playing piano so much, you faggot. Oh, did I offend somebody? So somebody who's listening to this right now is going, Oh, Onslaught said faggot. I'm going to stop listening now. Can I say faggot? You can say whatever you want, man. I can say whatever I want. Titty sprinkles. I will just put a disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Onslaught says faggot in this interview. The views of Onslaught 6 does not necessarily do not, reflect do not the necessarily views of EMG. Correspond. There, I'm in the clear. You can say whatever the fuck all right, you want. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Titty sprinkles. Uh, so what have you been listening to lately? Um, well, the Proto Man just put out a new song, so I'm listening to that. Um, the Megas just... I listen to a lot of nerd bands, disclaimer. <laughs> I listen to a lot of games that play... <laughs> Shit, I find I listen to a lot of games to play band music. <laughs> I listen to, I listen to a lot of bands that play game music. They like they'll cover it or whatever or the Megas, they play Mega Man music, but they add lyrics to it about the storyline. In the Proto Man, they don't use the music from the game, but they retell the story and all this shit. And this place is haunted. They play just straight covers. But I've been the Megas just put out a new album in June, and I've been listening to that quite a bit. And um, Devin Townsend is about to put out Epicloud, his new album, and it hasn't leaked yet. And I'm very angry about that because I want to listen to it, and it's not out there, so I can't. And I don't want to pay for it because I am poor. But he did put up the entire album with commentary on YouTube. So I've been listening to that. So it's like he's playing this. He's, it's just him talking over the song. So it's the song. And then he's like, this part, I used a thing. And this song's about this. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, don't shut up, Devin. I love what you do. You're not listening to this. What? I keep talking about these people who are never, ever going to listen to this, ever. I'm like, Devin Townsend, Trent Reznor, if you're listening, this is my opinion about what you do. Uh, you care so much. Like, they're not going to waste their fucking time on that. Hey, we can dream. You know, if they are, I'm pretty sure we've pissed Trent Reznor off in past episodes, so it's okay. <laughs> For him, it's probably more like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no shit. And well, here's the thing. He needs to this is probably going to get cut, but I don't give a shit. He just needs he needs to fucking sit down and do some fucking 9-inch nails shit, man. All this other shit sucks ass. Like I get it. Doing film scores is probably very very lucrative work. Like it probably pays the bills for longer than he needs to have bills. <laughs> but 
it's I can't get into it, man. Just you got the voice for only so much longer, and I'm starting to wonder if he doesn't. Like if he already thinks he that's the other thing. He needs to get over himself. I think he thinks he's lost it, and I know he hasn't. I know he hasn't. He needs to get out there and do it. Like I'm sitting there and he was like, This is the last tour ever, because I and I, I read between the lines there and I'm like, he doesn't have it anymore. That's what he thinks. He's he's like, I'm this is my last tour because I think I'm too old to tour. And I'm like, dude, you're 40. You're 40. The stones are still fucking touring. Yo. If Keith fucking Richards can do it, you can do just fine. And you're off drugs. Keith isn't. Keith is still doing coke off hookers, backsides, and t- I don't know if Keith is still on drugs. <laughs> Keith, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> please send an email to onslaught6 at gmail.com and tell me if you're still on drugs. I'd like to know. Thanks, Onslaught. <laughs> oh. All right. Outside of music, what else do you like to do? Uh, if it's not entirely clear yet, I play Vigima games a lot. I like video games. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Tumblr. If anyone has Tumblr, uh, don't follow me because I'm an asshole, but look at it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like I, there was, there was in, there was this thing recently where a lot of us who like some of the same stuff were following each other. And I was, I got all pissed off because I'm like, I don't want people to follow me just cause I like this one thing. I want people to follow me because they like everything that I do. They like my music. They like me for who I am and what I post, not because I'm kind of ancillary related to this, this fandom which is a terrible fucking word and needs to be excised from the world. I didn't want to say world because it's too similar to word. I think way too much about like word choices and which I shouldn't because I don't ever put it into practice. But like in high school, I wrote a paper where I rearranged a whole sentence because the way it ended up the word, the same word was on two lines on top of each other and they lined up and I didn't like that so I rewrote it. <laughs> Why would... Who, who gives a shit about that? Me! Why? I don't know. What do you fanboy over then? <laughs> the Proto-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems yeah, apparent. Which, which was the, the entire start of... <laughs> which is a complete contradiction because if I'm such a fan of the Proto Men, wouldn't I want people who like the Proto Men to be f- friends with me? Probably, but then I got all pissed off when that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> you know, it's, I just think everything they do is really cool, and their their live show is amazing. If you ever get a chance to see the Proto Men, even if you've never heard them before, definitely go see that. They're on tour right now. I believe they have a few stops left on the West Coast. If you're in the West Coast, go to protoman.com. <laughs> See? This is what happens. I, I just start... I, I promote them, and I'm not even like in the fucking band. I barely know the dudes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're, pimp- you're pimping them before you pimped any of your exa- stuff. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, I stalk their Facebook page and answer questions for them, and they give me nothing in return. They don't, you know, 
I gave I gave one of my CDs to their bass player, Murphy. Murphy Weller. They all have fake names. His name is Murphy Weller. Because Robocop. Um Gotcha. And I gave him one of my CDs when I got him done. And I was like, listen to this when you get a chance. And he was like, all right, I will. And then they swung back around into Pittsburgh like three or four months later. And I was like, did you listen to the CD? And he's like, fucking no, because I don't have a CD player. And I'm like, it's 2012. You got a computer. Fuck you, man. He's like, the bus only has a tape deck. Then I'll dub it to tape if I have to. I don't... The bus only has a tape deck. Their their bus is very... There's nine people in the band. For anyone who doesn't know about the Proto Man. There are nine of them. There are nine Proto Mans. And they, they ride in this horrible, shit, rickety bus with no heat and no AC, as far as I'm told. That apparently only has a tape deck. So... That's and they're filming a documentary about their misadventures on this bus. That's just gonna, yeah, that's gonna be great. I didn't donate to their Kickstarter because fuck them, but (laughs) (laughs) now now here I am saying fuck the Proto Men. Proto Men, if you're listening, (laughs) 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 so begins the 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 mentioning of people who cannot ever listen to this because why would they what's next for you upcoming albums and projects all that uh next is the cd release of the john carpenter ep i ordered a free sample um from the distributor which i received and it looks amazing and i put pictures on my tumblr and i haven't ordered it yet because i'm a lazy piece of shit and i also need to pay my rent first so so that's coming out um, hopefully within two or three weeks. Uh, and hopefully everyone who bought it digitally will also buy the CD. But I don't expect you to if you're listening to this. Th- those are people who might actually might actually be listening because once this comes out, I plan on pimping it hardcore to all of my usual, usual haunts, which is Tumblr. <laughs> I like Tumblr, you guys. In case you didn't gather that from this interview, I got a Tumblr and likes it very much, okay? And then after after that, I'm not going to finish serious songs on serious earth, but I'm going to try again, and it's not going to happen because... And this is why it doesn't happen, because I set myself up to fail and say, I'm going to work on this, and I'm still not going to finish it. Well, not with that attitude, but, you know... I'm going to try and do that. And the big thing I'm working on is my next album, which is called Gestalt. And it's in all capitals. G-E-S-T-A-L-T. And the original idea behind Gestalt, which is a German word that means um, more than the sum of its parts. What the, the, the whole is more important, better, more greater than the individual pieces that make it up. And the idea behind the album was that I was going to make this double album with, like, fucking 40 songs or some shit like that. And that's probably still going to happen, no matter how expensive it is and no matter how few people buy it. But the thing is, I had some pretty positive experiences collaborating with people on Termina, and also on the John Carpenter EP, um, I'm going to take a moment here. Uh, 
on the John Carpenter EP, I worked with someone named Cassandra Poe, who has been my friend for about a couple years now or something like that. And she's trying very hard to get started as a writer at, based out of Portland for her city, for her series. Um, I believe she's calling it Singularity California now. Or or something like that. It's called Singularity, basically. It's um it's a cyberpunk kind of futuristic robot story that she's trying to get off the ground. And it would be really nice of you guys to go check that out, Google that shit. And she has she has a sample up and you can buy the first story for something like two bucks. And that would be really nice of everybody if they could please do that because she's she's feeling real down about it. She's real good. Because she helped me come up with the the plot of the John Carpenter EP and like all the people who should who should um, <clears throat> be in the, in the movie that we were making. Because the John Carpenter EP, for anyone who hasn't been paying attention to me, which is everybody, is kind of this like I, I hear the laughs. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's that's the thing. Like I talk a lot of shit, but when you get down to it. I know that I'm like the worst fucking person in the world who who makes like no money. <laughs> it's how I make myself feel better by telling myself how terrible I am. <laughs> that, um, I, I've I've noticed that trend uh yeah. in your posts as well, man. Yeah, but the the John Carpenter EP is basically this fake John Carpenter movie that that came from another universe is the story that we, we came up with it, that it fell through the soundtrack fell through a portal and we deciphered it and figured out what movie this came from in another alternate universe. And it's like, it's a John, it's a movie John Carpenter directed that has like Michael Bain and Kurt Russell in it. And Lou Gossett Jr. is the bad guy. And, you know, and we wrote out this like fake plot line where like Kurt Russell's a robot man. And, Michael Bain helped build him and John Carpenter's in the movie and he's Michael Bain's father and he did all this shit and she helped, helped co-wrote it and she's working on some story bits that are going to go on the songs on the Bandcamp page and if she would hurry up on that that would be very nice please Cassie I know you're going to listen to this because I'm going to make you um, so get your fucking ass on that please more on slot six What's next? This one is called Fox Hunt. It is from the John Carpenter EP. It is very good. At this point in the movie, I think it's the best song. Don't laugh at me. At this point in the movie that doesn't exist, that this album is the soundtrack for, um, I don't even remember these character names. Michael Bain's character has found his father, John Carpenter, and he's with the girl whose name I don't remember. Adrian Barbeau. That's the chick in the movie. And they've just picked up John Carpenter and they're about to go out of the city of Kowloon, the walled city of Kowloon in Hong Kong, which is where the movie takes place. Um, they're leaving because they picked him up. That's where John Carpenter has been hiding out and they're being chased by alpha. Who's a robot played by Kurt Russell. And this is either a car chase or a helicopter chase or a car and helicopter chase. And that's what this song is. It's a, it's the soundtrack to a car or helicopter chase. We have not decided which yet. Probably both.
That's a pretty good album, man. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I really like the sound. Thanks. Um, yeah. I think I worked really hard to make it sound that way. Like, I got a whole, like, bunch of new drum samples and a bunch of new synths and plugins and stuff. Because one thing I try to do when I make music is I want to push myself. And I want to push myself to do things that I haven't really done before. I did a soundtrack album that's on my Bandcamp for a uh, really bad indie film called Zombie Soldiers that is not available anywhere. Uh, I know the guy who has the only copy, and he is not. He won't give it to me. I want to show it to people so I can be like, this is the shitty movie that, it, that I did the music for. I'm not kidding when I say... And it sounds arrogant, but it's true. I've had other people say, my music is the best thing in that movie. And so I'd done like a soundtrack, but I wanted, I always had this like little checkbox on like a New Year's resolutions thing or a bucket list or whatever you might want to call it. Create the soundtrack to, create the soundtrack album to a movie that doesn't exist. And I kind of just was finishing up Termina, I had like maybe two songs to go, and I just kind of figured, what if I did that right now? What if I just kind of, and I was watching a lot of John Carpenter movies because Cassie was making me do, well she wasn't making me, but she was watching a lot of John Carpenter movies. So I was sitting around watching Escape from New York and They Live and The Thing, and I'm like, listening to the soundtrack, because the soundtrack of those movies is so integral and important. And I said, what if I did that? What if I made a soundtrack like that so i was just fucking around in fruity loops and i made what became the first track main titles uh creative right and and you know i just i was like it sounds like a john carpenter song so it came time to name the file at the end of the session and i was just like john carpenter thing and then i was like you know what that sounds like a title the john carpenter ep it sounds like a title and then I ran into a problem when I wrote seven songs, which is stretching the limits of what an EP can be, I think. But then I've always done that because the Tidal Wave EP has nine songs on it. <laughs> so, but like, I really sat down and I wanted, I wanted it to sound authentic. So I got like these tape hiss plugins and I got these like analog saturator plugin. And, you know, I made it sound as much like it was created in 1985-86 as I could with my current technology and I think it came out pretty damn good for that yeah you definitely know, nailed the uh, the tone and the atmosphere of the John Carpenter scores and based <laughs> on what you were saying uh, about the concept behind it I would fucking watch that movie I know right I'm, I'm sitting I, me and Cassie, we were coming up with the idea, right? And like we had wrote all this shit, and I'm like, why doesn't this movie exist? I just want to watch it now. I'm sad. I made myself sad because I thought of a thing that doesn't exist, and I can't make it. <laughs> like most of the thing when I most of the time when I come up with an idea, I can go, I can do that. I can make that. That can happen. You're never gonna get that movie ever because no. the guys are too old now. They can't. I mean, you could do it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't look the same. And it wouldn't be no. the same. If John Carpenter did the score now, it would sound different. It wouldn't sound like that. But in 1986, in Dimension Z, who knows? But that was a positive experience. And I had, 
I had some people collaborate with me on Termina as well. I had um, Jesse Houston from Vision to None, as I said, on the track Blasphemer, and he did like this really like metalcore, screamy vocal shit to be the voice of God, basically, uh, in that song. And that worked out really well. I like doing that. And another guy who played a guitar solo on the first track, Blue, named Jeff Barone. He's in the video game cover band, This Place is Haunted. But he also does solo stuff. He's going to be coming out with his new thing soon that I'm actually in, so it's relevant. Uh, I sang on one of his songs, I believe called Evil Things, unless he's changed the title since I recorded it. So I'll be on that coming up soon. Uh, He says it's supposed to come out at the end of October, so I'll be pimping that hardcore. Uh, But I I really liked collaborating with him there because he sent me the guitar tracks and I kind of mashed it up together and make it what I wanted. And I really just want to collaborate with people more. I wanted wanted an album where I collaborated with people as the primary means of creating things. Because when you're the primary songwriter and the performer and you write all of it and you sing all of it and you do everything, every single thing except for one or two little things, it's emotionally and physically draining. Not like I'm depressed because of it now or anything like that, but it's like I sit down to write songs now or I have for a while, and it's almost like I got nothing. I got, like, I, I don't have anything because I'm drained. I'm, And this is where, you know, a band with a budget would go on tour to support the album, and during that tour, they have life experiences. They, you know, get new things to write about. I don't have that. I gotta, I gotta you know, I'm done with Termina. I gotta launch into the next thing. So... I really wanted it to be about um, just collaborating with people. And that's not going too well because <laughs> nobody wants to rec- collaborate with me. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, uh, this could be a call out for that, man. Yeah, yeah, please. If you can do things musically, or if you can't, uh, get in contact with me and I'll, we can do something. Like, I would really like, if you had something unfinished, send it to me, and I'll fucking finish it. Or, or if I got something unfinished, and you want to finish it, we'll, we'll do that. We'll trade shit back and forth. And I can't give you any money, because I suck ass and am poor, but if you want me to help you with your thing, then okay. I can offer that. So... If you want to be on guest alt, send me an email for a pizza roll. I th- <laughs> they really get a pizza roll? Uh, it's it's a. Uh, I actually bought pizza rolls today. I'm probably gonna make. I'll tell me how to get it off this web zone, and I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll email it to you on a floppy disk, and you can <laughs> you're gonna email it on a floppy disk. I'll email uh, it on a floppy disk from this that's... web zone. And you can get it, and you can put it, put the floppy disk in your oven, and you can have the pizza roll. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. 2020, it's, it's not going to... Termina, from start to finish, took me about a year and three months. So Gestalt is probably not going to be out until 20... Not finished, at least, until 2013, 2014-ish. But I will be doing much things in the meantime... Uh, I will be constantly posting the progress of it because I don't give a shit about spoiling things. 
Um, if I make something, I pretty much put it up as soon as it's done somewhere. I'll put it up either, probably on my SoundCloud, which is just becoming a repository of unfinished demos right now. Um, and that's probably why I don't promote it because I don't want people to. I don't want people to judge me on that work in progress. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's um, for a long time, I <clears throat> I was struggling with that idea of putting putting up unfinished work because I had when I got the Bandcamp, Tidal Wave had been finished in the can. I burned CDRs and sold them at open mic nights for about three months and I had been starting recording Lambda X and that um, kind of I had like four demos up forever and then I decided at one point that I wanted to hype it I wanted to give people a reason to come back because if you post everything then it then you're it's true there's nothing left to spo- if there's nothing left to spoil, they have no reason to check it out the final thing. So, I kind of found that by doling out things slowly, you can kind of do that. But also, if I put up a demo of a song and then never update the demo, like if I just say, this is the demo for Generator, or this is the demo for Termina, and then I don't update the way that demo is... That'll intrigue people more than if I show them every demo. Because one night, you know, I'll have the demo, but then I'll start working on it after that. And that'll intrigue people more, I guess. And we have one last track from you today. What is it? Uh, This song is also from Terminal. Can you tell that I think that's the best album? Because everything seems to be from it almost. Um, This one's called Chronicle. Um, And I don't know what the song's about. I don't know what it's about. I wrote it, and I don't know what it's about. I wrote it when I was in my ex-girlfriend's dorm room, and she left me alone with her computer for too long. And I wrote a song, and I just kind of filed it away in, you know, the internet as, like, this song that I wrote, and I never never brought it up. And then when I was writing Termina, I decided to expand it from an EP into a full length, and I needed a bunch of more songs. So I found this song that I had written titled Ecstasy Scum, and I read it, and I was like, this is really cool, except for that one line. I'm going to delete that, and I'm going to change the name. I don't know what to change it to. And then this movie called Chronicle came out that was really cool, so I stole its name and attached it to this song. And uh, that's, that's how Chronicle got its name. And this song is the favorite song of my friend Octorock. So, Octo, this is the one you like. This is going out to you, babe. He's a dude. I don't know why I'm saying that.
when I was doing Termina that I was seriously afraid that I was going to go over 78 minutes. Which, 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 then you can't put it on a CD because it's too fucking long. And I was like, then I, I have to cut a song and I have to cut something out. And I didn't want to do that because compromising the artistic integrity. So that's, that's an interesting thought, man. It's been forever since I thought about like working on an album to end, you know, end result go on a CD. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just not even in my register anymore. That's, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. I figure, I figure that's a good way to give people something to buy and you know to have because i like i like having things (laughs) i do if you look at my my existence is in between fucking around on the internet and and making music is accumulating things i have like three thousand toys really yeah yeah i got an xbox for the first time ever in 2010 i think and in the last year and a half or whatever two years something like it's been like two years and in that two years i've acquired like 50 games and they're not even like expensive ones they're like five dollars each but i just i like having a bunch of games so i gotta get more games your collector it's a fucking disease is what it is i kind of wish it all burned to the ground but then i wouldn't have any of it anymore then you'd have to start rebuying yeah I I hate my life I live a sad existence I'm depressed let's write an album about that (laughs) I can't it really is a crutch for me to write about games and and movies and shit cause I I can't write anything sincere I can't cause I don't feel anything I'm a fucking sociopath I'm not like I'm not kidding. I just I I hate everybody. People don't interest me. Movies do. <laughs> Onslaught Six. People don't interest me. Movies do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going in the show. That's, for sure. That needs to that needs to be that needs to be like on the back of a fucking magazine quote or something something like that. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm somehow great at coming up with shit like that. Like the day the day I came up with industrial metal for your face, I was like, that's my fucking slogan for the next ten years. <laughs> I write it in Sharpie on the back of the things I mail out. Industrial metal for your face on slot6.com. In red Sharpie in my shitty handwriting. In the hopes that some poor disgruntled postman will read it and go, I'm gonna go look at that up when I get home. He's not, but who knows? Where can people find your music? Pimp your stuff. Onslaught6.com. I finally broke down and registered that domain, and right now it only points to my band camp. But I just got sick of t- telling people. Onslaught6.bandcamp.com. And it, kind of, it sounds kind of hokey, you know? It sounds, I mean, not that Bandcamp is a terrible site or anything. It's, it's the best music site I've ever used in my life. And I tell every single band that exists on the face of the earth that they should use it. In fact, I pretty much tell bands when they release things, I won't buy it if it's not on Bandcamp. If you put up an album and it's for digital download, I won't buy it unless it's from Bandcamp. I won't. I refuse. And that seems to be working because then right away they put it on Bandcamp. <laughs> so, 
But like onslaught6.bandcamp.com. Then that's it's one more thing people have to remember if you're just telling people that you don't know that well things. And it's one more thing that I gotta fucking type. And the domain is like five bucks a month. So I figured I find I just figured, why not? You know? It's five bucks a month. I can afford that on whatever budget. If you can't afford if if you can't afford $5 a month, maybe you should look into why you need a domain in the first place. <laughs> you know? And I just, I wanted, I wanted it, and I wanted to be able to put it on the back of Termina and say onslaught6.com. And that, I got the C- CDs back when, when they were done, and I looked at it and I said, that looks fucking official. And yeah, that's where people can can listen onslaught6.com which in the coming months hopefully it will be the absolute best place to go to get onslaught6 things things that i make things that i post things that i hate onslaught6.com i guess it's time to end it yeah all right we done here we're done okay all right i'm fucking out bitch Gave me a boner. I managed to, no, wow, I made that that whole three hour whatever without one dick joke or boner mention. I'm proud, man. <laughs> I'm 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 just like I I'm gonna go fucking wow. I did good. <laughs>